Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. As you know, Hamas murdered more than 1,400 Israelis, and they still hold more than 100 of them hostage somewhere. So it would seem that banning them from entering the United States would be a no-brainer, right? But apparently squad members were sheeted to leave, and Cory Bush disagree as... In Kiev, Ukraine, Griff Jenkins... Fox News. Along the southern border, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. At the White House, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. In St. Louis, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. Tell me where in the world is Griff Jenkins. Watch your back. You know, Griff, uh, Corey, Corey Bush will never let you down. I want Since a mem- our member of the squad is up there making us proud, being one of only two members of Congress to vote against uh, this bill that would ban Hamas from America, um, I, I just thought I, I just thought I had to play that right. Well, you know, when I when I hear Cory Bush, I think of just a couple of days ago, I was talking about the federal investigation yeah. she's under for paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to her boyfriend to protect her. But you know, when you hear that about uh, Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush saying they don't want to ban stopping Hamas terrorists at our border which is essentially what she's saying. It strikes me of the great gift of old age. There aren't many, particularly at middle age. But once you hit those 50s and you are a parent of older children, you get the gift of being of foresight. You can see things as they're going to happen, particularly when they're bad things. And when you look at our border and you look at ridiculous comments like that and you think about what's going to come – It's really sobering because we have never, you know, I I was just thinking about this yesterday. I retweeted Chief Jason Owens, uh, the Border Patrol chief. Last week, they stopped a guy who is part of a cartel. He's he's a a guide, you know, uh, a scout, whatever, leading the migrants across for, for the La Linea cartel. In El Paso, he gets busted. He has had a history with more than 40 illegal entries in the U.S. of the past two years. Now, in this environment, we think, so what? What's the big deal? But it fundamentally strikes at the heart of the problem, which is this crisis. If you go back and boil down this crisis, there's two pieces to it. One is we have a policy of mass release, and we are allowing people to come without needing to seek asylum and allow them to get jobs, particularly now in asylum cities. We've talked about that. They're able to come, so they are, and they want a job because the U.S. is a far richer, more pleasant country than where they came from. The other fundamental problem is we are simply not enforcing our existing laws on the books, specifically Title VIII, U.S. Code 1325, which makes it a felony to illegally cross our border. Thank you. And not only that, once you've gotten across the border, you get a felony. It's your first time. It's the first time you've shown up. It has traditionally had discretion 
for the administration, for the Board of Federal Agents to say, well, we'll send you back, but don't do it again. Otherwise, you're really going to get the felony. So reentry, second or third time, the law is written specifically to allow for some, you know, discretion to maybe give someone a break. This is a cartel guy that's come about every 18 days or so for the last two years and sent back and allowed to keep coming back. Wow. And I'm trying to track him in the system, although it's difficult because it's the federal level, to see what happens. Because whether it's idiots, and I don't say that in an opinionated way, and, and there's other issues that these members of Congress do, but to have Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush saying that they're not – that they're not going to uh, stop Hamas terrorists from coming across or an administration that is literally refusing to enforce laws in the books in the most absurd cases, like a cartel member coming 40 times. I have that foresight of a parent saying this doesn't end well. And by the way, the irony in all of this is the numbers at the border right now are down because we asked Mexico for help. Now, what does that help look like? We asked them to to enforce their existing immigration laws. So they're stopping migrants from getting on trains. They're stopping migrants from getting on buses. They're sending migrants, deporting them back to their countries. So the irony is Mexico is actually doing what we aren't doing in our country, and yet we're holding it up as a victory. You know, we were talking yesterday, Griff, about the the theft going on in Chicago involving the illegals, and then you have the, the video capturing the illegals beating up the cops in New York City. And I have to tell you, I was pretty surprised to see the Democratic New York governor suggesting that any illegals who were involved in this type of activity get the heck out of here, deport them. Well, not only did they not deport them, they slapped them on the wrist and turned them loose. Yeah, Yeah, she supports deporting them, which I was surprised about. Well, listen, now there's no crime that uh, usurps uh, bail fairness. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't don't get it mixed up, Kim. You're <laughs> you're not tracking here. This is the modern world we live in. That's true. And, and, and I, I think I'm just far too cynical. I don't know. Maybe I haven't had my, enough coffee yet today. But but really, I mean, you know, to have a governor of one of the most prominent large states in the country struggling with how to handle it is is really uh, frightening just on the surface. But at the end of the day, you know, what's interesting about that, that isolated incident, and I'm glad it was on camera, is that if you go to the countries from where they come, that's not an isolated incident. That's a common thing. And, you know, we have a lot of people working and struggling with these problems and coming up with solutions, having never been to these places. They don't know what what they've got it, in yeah. this country and why the laws in this country create the society and the freedoms that we have. And the sooner we surrender them, the sooner we're going to look back and go, man, it sure was better before it was this mess. And you've got those incidences of migrants attacking cops on every street corner in every major city in the U.S. Yeah. Griff, before we run out of time, I, I want to play a soundbite from Cori Bush from yesterday. Uh, she was on with Joy Reid defending her expenditures for security. And, and there's a reason I want to get back to this, because I want to ask you a question based on your years of experience in Washington, D.C. Uh, play cut 14, please. You're someone who has had a lot of threats. Obviously, yes. you're a very high profile Black Lives Matter activist turned congresswoman. Talk about some of the sort of atmospherics around you. Yeah. So 
Prior to me entering Congress, I had had, you know, a lot of threats on my life. I had even had times where um, I was there were actual, you know, attempts made. Yeah. Um, and I went uh, to social media to talk about them because I didn't feel safe going anywhere else. So I would talk about what was happening to me on social media, sure. even turned it into the FBI um, at one point, just making it documented that there are actual, you know, threats on my life. Griffin, all your years in Washington, how many reports have you done on attempted murder of United States Congress people? Because if that happened, I'll guarantee you it would have been network level news. And I haven't heard a story like that in years. No, no. And, you know, again, if you are under those kind of threats, <laughs> then you need to get someone other than your boyfriend to handle it because it is ultimately affecting the the job that she is doing representing the people of St. Louis. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, I mean, her argument is, but it says in the rule book, you can spend campaign money uh, on family members if such time uh, I can get someone that's related to me to provide services at or below market value. And somebody like, who's qualified. Right. Yeah. Well, that right. Maybe that might be to walk the dog, but not to protect you from a murderer who wants to kill you or worse, kidnap you and blackmail you, putting all of the resources of uh, a member of Congress uh, at risk. Well, I'm sticking with the fact that she's full of it until she shows me the paperwork or the police reports showing that somebody was arrested for attempting to murder her because I'm saying it didn't happen. And, and I think she's just bloviating uh, to try to get headlines here. Hey, before we I, run, before we run I out. I think, of, by the way, uh, just real quick to track it. So you got the federal investigation, which we don't get to learn much because DOJ doesn't talk. But I think the House Ethics Committee is really going to come down on this, too. So that's something to watch. Yeah, we will keep an eye on that. I appreciate it. Uh, so I think I misread your text to me here earlier before we got on the show. Here's I'm going to read this verbatim, what, what Griff texted me. Um, <laughs> I've got a hippo special dropping on Fox Nation Monday. Did, did you misspell something there? There's no typo there. I had the opportunity to go for Fox Nation down this past year or last year to Colombia. So everybody knows Pablo Escobar. Yes. And everybody knows Colombia was terrorized by Pablo Escobar and narco uh, lords all throughout the 90s and early 2000s. But the only legacy, while that country used to combat drug lords, their enemy now is the most invasive species in the country, which are hippopotamuses. Huh. Because Pablo, the drug lord, had a zoo of animals. <laughs> they got rid of all of them, except for the hippos, because they're too dangerous. They're the most dangerous land mammal known to man. And there were four of them. The people couldn't catch them. They're like, just let them die off. To heck with them. They didn't die off. In fact, they loved it. Because unlike sub-Saharan Africa, where hippos have natural enemies, they have no natural enemies. They have lots of water. As one Colombian specialist told me, it's hippo heaven, and we've got the exclusive look at it uh, dropping on Monday on Fox Nation. Cool. That's like D.C. It's rhino heaven. <laughs> right? There you go. That's my next special. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Griff Jenkins, we'll talk to you next week. You guys have a great weekend. All right. See you, buddy. Appreciate that. It's good to get him on. It's the perfect environment for rhinos. They got all the water they need, all the food they need. It was good, Mark. They're fed constantly. <laughs> 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm like, what's he doing a, hi- a special on hippos for? What's that about? There's plenty of rhinos around. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.